It's game four tonight at Philadelphia between the Penguins and the Flyers. Patrick Hornquist will not play, but it looks like Sean Couturier will not play for Philadelphia. Flyers management has not made that official, but Couturier got his knee taken out yesterday at practice by that meathead Rodko Gudas. You gotta see the video. Like Ryan Whitney said on the NHL Network, you're out there, you just want to get a sweat and feel the puck, and you get hip-checked in the knee by one of your own defenders. It really was that ridiculous, and there's no excuse for Gudas. This is the Mark Madden Show. You like it, you love it, you want more of it. If you'd like to go one-on-one with the great one, dial 412-333-WXDX. Or follow me on Twitter, at MarkMadX. Gudas's career uh, could be compromised by this. His career in Philly. If Couturier can't play, how will the fans in Philadelphia treat Gudas tonight? But hey, when you got a clumsy goof on your team... That's got mayhem in his DNA. There's potential for disaster. Gudas obviously didn't mean to hurt Couturier, but he's a dope, and he couldn't get out of his own way or out of Couturier's way. I have zero sympathy. I'm glad Couturier's hurt. I think the whole thing, the way it went down, is absolutely hilarious. The Flyers pull a Keystone Cops routine in practice, and their number one center gets hurt. How can you not laugh? Couturier is their best offensive center and their best defensive center. That's a big loss. I just don't see how the Flyers match up now at center. What, is Phil Pula going to shut down Sid? This is going to rattle the Flyers. It's got to. Let's hope the Pens get off to a good start tonight and aren't under siege like they were the first 10 minutes on Sunday, if the Flyers are rattled and the Penguins come out smoking, the black and gold could make short work of tonight's game. The Flyers are handing out orange t-shirts for tonight's game. They're having an orange out. And these t-shirts say, defined by defiance. What does that even mean? The Pirates lost last night in the snow at PNC. Only 8,800 tickets sold. How bad does it suck for the Pirates to be having a good start? And Pittsburgh is having such a terrible April in terms of weather. Or maybe it's karma. If the Pirates are under 500 by the time the weather turns good, well, then it's karma. The Pirates only got five hits and only got one extra base hit last night. They didn't get a runner to third base until the eighth inning, but the Pirates are going to hit the ball on both nights, most nights. Trevor Williams pitched well again. He's a good starter, just not a good number two starter. And if you wonder why I rushed through that mini monologue about the Pirates, it's because I realize they're playing right now. So what sense does talking about them really make? I'm watching soccer on the TV in the studio. Oh, well, let's get back to the Penguins because that's all that matters right now, really. There's a couple big articles in the Post-Gazette about how Phil Kessel is off to a bad start in the playoffs. Not one article, but two. For the love of God, 
It's only been three games, and Phil played pretty good on Sunday. Had that nice helper on Broussard's goal. That right there. Those two articles, that's why Phil hates the media. And I don't blame him. The friggin' guy had a career best season, and now he has only one assist in three games, and it's a front-page story. Two front-page stories. That's friggin' absurd. And the Pens won two of those three games, so what's the big deal? I can't get enough of this Couturier situation in Philadelphia. Gudas wouldn't comment on injuring Couturier today uh, when he spoke after the skate. But hey, what's Gudas supposed to say? I am big dummy, and I injure best center. The Flyers made today's morning skate optional, so we didn't see line rushes, and we don't know how they will put things together without Couturier. I would move Giroux back to center, but the Flyers beat guys. The guys who cover the team every day don't think that's going to happen. The Flyers all had the boo-boo face talking about the Couturier injury today after the skate, and I get it, especially given the circumstances. But it's the playoffs. Players get hurt. Hornquist is hurt for the Penguins. you got to regroup and find a way. The Penguins haven't sold the Hornquist injury at all. The Flyers are practically weeping over Couturier. The Washington Capitals won in double overtime at Columbus last night. That is some series. The home team is 0-3, and every game has gone to OT. I hope Columbus wins that series, but I'm just as happy Washington won a game, won last night, because you don't want that to be a short series no matter who wins. What a weird goal to win it. The rebound of a shot just kind of ricocheted off a bunch of guys in front and trickled in. Lars Eller got credit. Ovi had two helpers last night. He's got two goals and two assists in the Caps' three playoff games. Ovi always comes through in the playoffs, statistically anyway. Go ahead and make fun of the Caps, but don't make fun of Alex Ovechkin. Vegas swept their series with L.A. Marc-Andre Fleury shut the Kings out 1-0 in Game 4. Fleury's goals against in the playoffs is .65. It's only marginally higher than Blutarski's grade point average. His save percentage is .977. You could brick up the front of the net and the stats couldn't be any better. I guess Fleury is a pretty good playoff goalie. They announced the uh, Vezina finalists and Flurry was not among them. That surprised me. He missed a bunch of games early in the year for Vegas. Maybe that hurt his candidacy. The finalists for the Vezina are Rene, Hellebuck, and Vasilevsky. Uh, Rene, Nashville, Hellebuck, Winnipeg, Vasilevsky, Tampa. I might have put Flurry on there instead of Vasilevsky because Vasilevsky faded a bit down the stretch. But that said... If I could pick any goalie in the league, I would pick Andre Vasilevsky from Tampa. Tonight, once this show's over, I'm going to head down to Chapino's Restaurant and Cigar Bar in the Strip for a viewing party. Please do join me because it will be epic, classic. Get that big-ass Super Genius Burger. Not that I'm a big-ass or even have a big-ass, although I am and I do. 412-333-9939.
At 4.30, we have Mike Rupp, Stanley Cup champ, ex-Penguin, now with the NHL Network. And at 5.30, for the Hockey Night Show, we have Dejan Kovacevic, live from Philadelphia. I'm the super genius. You're listening to 105.9 The X. This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. Pens and Flyers tonight. Who will miss who more? Will the Penguins miss Hornquist more or will the Flyers miss Couturier more? No knock on Horny, but I think the Flyers are going to miss Couturier at both ends of the rink. He's their number one center offensively and defensively. And I really am curious to see the Flyers' line combinations. They didn't have a morning skate today. Well, they did, but it was optional, so they did no line rushes. If I'm Giroux and I'm the captain and I'm the leader, I tell the coach to move me back to center. If Giroux stays at wing, which I know he's been more comfortable at and very successful at this season, then their top two centers are Nolan Patrick and Valtteri Filpola. Not the guys you'd match up against Sid and Gino. I'm not even sure their guys should match up against Derek Broussard. So we'll see if Giroux's out for himself or if he's out for the team. I've got a hunch he's out for the former, but we'll see how the Flyers line up tonight. And what's weird is occasionally Giroux does line up at center even when he's out there with Couturier. For instance, Penguins made it 3-0. He took the next draw at center ice. Crosby pushed it through his legs. Gensel pushed it back to Crosby. Crosby backhanded it across the rink to Dumoulin, and Dumo scored. I still haven't figured out. Somebody smart me up. I still haven't figured out that flyer slogan on the orange T-shirts they're giving out tonight. Defined by defiance. What's that mean? They should try... Sautéed and shish kebobbed by skating and skill, hashtag 43 years. Or just give out my t-shirts. Have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup, hashtag 43 years? I would license that slogan to them. I would permit the Flyers to hand out those shirts. I just said sautéed and shish kebobbed. Why does that ring a bell in my mind? What slogan... Wait, let me see if I can get this. Sautéed and simmered. The flavor can't be beat. Rice O'Roni. The San Francisco treat. I thought they moved to Miami. Uh, as I mentioned, they released the finalists for Vesna Trophy. Renee from Nashville, Hellebuck from Winnipeg and Vasilevsky from Tampa Bay. We haven't heard who the finals for MVP are. But on Twitter, those who supported a Taylor Hall of New Jersey, McKinnon of Colorado, Drew of Philadelphia, or Kopitar of the LA Kings, anyone who supported one of those four for NHL MVP are getting an earful on social media because the teams those guys play for are 3-10 and ten so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. If you think any of that is an argument for Connor McDavid getting MVP, it's not. And at least those guys got to the playoffs. 
And if the playoffs are to be reflected in MVP selection, which they're not, it can't be. The voting's already done. But uh, what about Malkin and Kucherov, who are in the discussion, and their teams are doing just fine in the postseason so far? Thank you very much. Uh, McDavid's Oilers didn't even make the playoffs. If you go by most valuable, it's either Hall or McKinnon for me. And I did a 180 on Taylor Hall, but the way he finished to get the Devils in the playoffs was scintillating. Uh, It's not player of the year. It's not player of the year just because we're trying to make sure that Connor McDavid is the next great Canadian hockey hero eclipsing Crosby at a young age because he isn't and he's not eclipsing anything. And at any rate, you don't get to move the goalposts. You don't get to change the definition of MVP. And again, this is why I hate awards that are voted on because personal idiosyncrasies get in the way of what is right and honest and just and the award and even the player who wins it often loses credibility. I like this story. Candace Parker, a two-time MVP in the WNBA, struck a big blow for women's equality. She was married to Sheldon Williams, a former Duke basketball player, a a guy. A lot of women get married these days, and that's fine to each other. Kind of hot. Anyway, Candace Parker and Sheldon Williams split up, got divorced. She makes more money. So Parker paid Sheldon Williams a one-time alimony payment of $400,000. That's how it should be. You want equality? There's two sides to equality. There could be a bad side of equality, and that's equality. But you've come a long way, baby. Uh, There's a book coming out. I'm going to effort to get a copy. If it's any good, we'll have the author on. But the book says a lot of cocaine got snorted on the set of Caddyshack. Gee, I never would have thought that. Wait, actually, I would have thought that because Doug Kenny actually did coke on screen during Caddyshack. It's in the background. You have to know when and where to look for it. But there is Douglas Clark Kenny of Chagrin Falls, Ohio, doing blow on film during Caddyshack. Uh, Doug Kenny, of course, was the co-founder and very prolific writer for National Lampoon Magazine. And he did two movies, Animal House and Caddyshack. Wrote them both. Not a bad resume, but then he either fell off of or jumped off of a cliff in Hawaii. And that was that. He is the greatest comic mind I've ever witnessed. He really is. If there's anybody I wish I had the wit and creativity of, past or present, it's Doug Kenny, without a doubt. One for all that cocaine, who knows what would have happened with Doug. I've been watching the Gary Shandling documentary Two parts, two hours. Judd Apatow did it on HBO. He was so troubled. It's making me troubled. 
reading his diaries, because he kept a journal every day and they're showing excerpts on camera, seeing what he thought about is making me think about the same things that perhaps some of these are long overdue to think about. But him being disturbed is disturbing me. I, I seriously reached a point in the middle of watching the documentaries where I said, you know, maybe I shouldn't watch any more of these for my own personal sanity. But then I thought to myself, Gary Shandling said, metaphorically, hey, F my own personal sanity. It's time to be funny. But then he pulled back from it. And he was on The Tonight Show during the brief period Conan O'Brien hosted it. And he just wasn't funny. And they showed it how uncomfortable it was. And he kept saying to Conan, you know, this is the part where the host usually helps me, bails me out. And that was funny. So even when he wasn't funny, he kind of finagled a way to be funny. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Well, let's take this quick call. Dan's from Tampa's been on hold for a bit. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What up, Super G? What up? Hey, so I was I was uh, I'm interested to see how the bench gives it to do this tonight. I, I wish Marcus could be there because he'd be the guy that we give them to him the most. So that, that's what, what do you mean, verbally? Yeah, yeah, verbally after the whistle. I, I don't know. I don't know. You mean bring up the Couturier uh, incident? Yeah, every. I, no, yeah, I every don't chance. think the Penguins will do that because to think? do that is to make fun of a player being injured, and uh, that's not proper. Okay, well, fair enough. So I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Do you see that dope Barcel? Barstool, whatever his name is, Jordy, saying that they should change the playoff format and the, or the overtime format in the playoffs. To what? He was saying that it should go to either three on three or four on four, and I was like, this guy. I, I was I was hoping you would see it because I wanted to see. Well, your first off, I'm not even Barstool sure who guy. that is. Much like I'm not even sure uh, what that slogan means. Uh, death through defiance, or <laughs> live free or Jordy, die. Whatever they have on the Flyers T-shirts, but uh, I'll be very blunt. I wouldn't mind seeing three-on-three three overtime for the playoffs. Really? That's yeah, we got crap to do, brah. Yeah. I want to get somewhere. No, yeah, anything that you. makes games quicker. And plus, the Penguins win a lot of games three-on-three. 412 you know, You know what? Bob McLaughlin brought up a good point he put up on the screen. You know who might have given Gudas a hard time during the game about injuring his own teammate? Kevin Stevens. He'd have been like, hey, buddy, I hope I hope you never get traded over here because, you know, my, my knees feel okay right now. What, you crippled your own guy? You just can't, can't help yourself, can you, big dummy? Can't get that out of your system. And if Artie did it, there would be like that little, like, 30-second snippet I just did there would easily be seven or eight F-bombs used as adjectives and adverbs. 412-333-9939, the number to call. You know, it is funny. This is the third straight year. Well, the Penguins in the playoffs for, what, 11 straight years? Ever since Sid's second season. But, uh, you know, the Penguins are going for three-peat. And it seems like the only time we get a ton of calls is when they have a bad game. Like, the most calls we got, no, wait, that loss was on a Friday. We have yet to talk about a loss in the playoffs. 
This show is on a hot streak. 105.9 X. This is Carl Hagelin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. You know who Radko Gudas is like? He's like mayhem in the Allstate commercials. I'm the scrub defenseman that didn't see his star teammate reaching for a pass during a drill. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go to Kenny in Turtle Creek. Kenny, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. Uh, I've probably watched that uh, Gudas video 50 times, and I've laughed maniacally every single time. Does I laughed maniacally the- probably the first 10 times. I, I chuckled heartily for about 10 after that, and then I kind of just grinned uh, the last 30 times. But, yeah, I can't watch it enough. It is uh, magnificent. I, it, it's funny that wouldn't happen to any other franchise. It's so oh no, uh, there was a time when it would have happened exclusively to the Penguins uh, when they were in a a streak of bad luck, and there were plenty of those. Uh, Kenny, obviously, you weren't around in the prior uh, years to Mario. No, I was not. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, stuff like that happens to every team, but in this case, it happened to the right team. And I I can't talk about it or make fun of it enough. Let's go to Maverick in Annapolis. Maverick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Super Genius. How you doing? Good. What up? I just want to say I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Dominic Simone's going to be doing up on the first time with Crosby. Um, Now, I'm not saying Dominic Simone is going to stiff skating alongside Crosby and Gensel. But why would you be looking forward to it? If if I'm looking forward to it, it's with a degree of trepidation. This is his first NHL playoff game ever, and he played okay on Sid's line prior, but only okay and not good enough to be kept on that line once better choices got healthy and available. Because looking at the situation, if we don't have if the Flyers don't have Couture playing, then I think this is a good opportunity for him to get his first game. He did have some good chemistry with Crosby early. He did kind of uh, lose that a little bit as the season went on. but Well, I think everybody's going to have good uh, chemistry with Crosby initially because the adrenaline will be flying. Uh, the novelty will make you try as hard as possible. But then reality sits in and you're Dominic Simon and not Patrick Hornquist. So I, I right, hope he does well. Uh, Couturier being out. And Couturier's always matched up against Sid, so that should give Sid a little more room out there, which may give Dominic Simon a little more room out there as well. But... Uh, I want Hornquist back, and I want Simon in the press box where he belongs. He's an AHL guy. He's a fill-in guy. Hopefully he'll fill in successfully tonight. But that's what Dominic Simon is, a fill-in guy. Then again, a lot of fill-in guys have their names on the Stanley Cup, including a few engraved the last couple of years, like Carter Rowney. Would it shock you if Carter Rowney never played a game for the Penguins again? Because it wouldn't shock me. I think he probably will. I think injury will intercede, but... Uh, He's an AHL guy, a filling guy at this level. Uh, talking to Sid, Sid needs one more point to tie Mario Lemieux for the most playoff points in franchise history at 172. I hope he gets it over with tonight in like the first shift and then breaks it on his next shift. I'm expecting a big game from Sid. He hates the Flyers, they're on the ropes, and there's no Couturier to check him. By the way, Claude Giroux 
should go to Philadelphia's coach, Dave Haxtall, and say, hey, coach, Coots is out. We need a center. I played it for years. I'm your guy. And if Drew doesn't, he's not much of a captain, and he's not much of a leader. Philadelphia has zero chance with Patrick and Phil Pula as their top two centers. If Giroux stays at wing, he's looking out for himself and not the team. I expect Gudos to have a terrible game tonight. The crowd going to give him a bad time. I think there's going to be X amount of hostility toward him in his own dressing room. Gudos is going to feel like a scapegoat, and I don't think he'll handle that very well. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I love this. This is hilarious. Marc-Andre Fleury gets the shutout last night. Like I said, his goals against average is .65 after one round. Save percentage of almost 98. Jeremy Roenick on NBC called Marc-Andre Fleury a superstar in the making. A superstar in the making. Flowers in his 30s. He's played the league since 2003. He's got three Stanley Cup rings and one gold medal. And Jeremy Roenick called Flower a superstar in the making. Sometimes it takes a while to become an overnight sensation. Hey, I'm just glad JR noticed. 412-333-9939, the number to call. Don't forget, I'm at Chapino's Restaurant and Cigar Bar tonight in the Stip District to watch the Penguin game. Stop on by, going to have a good time and good food at Chapinos tonight during the Penguins and the Flyers. We got Dejan at 5.30, Rupper, not Ruffer, but Rupper at 4.30. And you know, something I, I, I failed to talk about yesterday because I didn't notice it, and shame on me. Brett Favre has been accused of multiple incidents of sexual harassment including sending pictures of his genitalia to Jen Starker. And yet ESPN had him try out for the Monday Night Football broadcasting job. It kind of looks like the hashtag MeToo movement is losing a bit of momentum. More on that later, 105.9. This is Chad Riedel of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. The Buckos won today at PNC. 10-2 over Colorado. A relentless 13-hit attack. The attendance is listed as 8,900, and it's been listed as 8,900 for the past, like, four or five home games. I wonder if it's exactly the same people. Well, that's tickets sold. There aren't that many in the stadium. Uh, Chad Cool actually went six innings today. That's unheard of, well, in baseball pretty much, but very rare for the Pirates. Sean Rodriguez went deep. And uh, Frazier, Adam Frazier, had three hits. Josh Bell, three ribbies. Adam Frazier taken a little more off play today. Frazier played in right field. Polanco took a day off. KG Clint Hurdle resting those players, even though it's the middle of April. And Polanco barely runs, so I would have to rest. 
No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Jason Mackey just posted something at the Post-Gazette website, a reaction from some of Crosby's teammates to how badly the Flyers fans torment him. And like Sid said on this program before the series started, I'm used to it. It's like I don't hear anything. But his teammates seem to get a kick of it. If I could give Flyers fans advice, and I wouldn't, because I want the Penguins to win, and I want something bad to happen to every single person who attends the games at Wells Fargo Center. Painful rectal itch, gunshot wound, anything would be good that was bad. And, uh, but if I could give them advice, if I wanted to give them advice, my advice would be to quote Kitty Foreman years ago about her husband Red on that 70s show. Don't poke the bear. But they just keep on poking the bear in Philly with Sid. If I were them, after he gets like the third point of a game, I'd stop chanting, Crosby sucks. Crosby sucks. I'd stop that. I'd try something different. I'd try, Malkin sucks. Malkin sucks. Or maybe I'd set my sights lower. Like, Coon Hockle sucks. Coon Hockle sucks. Let's go to Sean on the turnpike. Sean, you're on with Double M. Super genius. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. Uh, the previous caller was talking about the three-on-three, four-on-four. I believe it was Mike Milbury talking about going the first overtime four-on-four and then the overtimes after that three-on-three. That was after the Blue Jackets lost. I'd go three-on-three right away because that's your format in the regular season. But go ahead. Yeah, he was just worried about the long overtimes are going to make the games afterwards less exciting. I think that's probably going to be the case in the Columbus-Washington series. In fact, I think we saw some evidence of that last night. The first two games went to overtime, and last night's game was close, but it was not a great game, and certainly not in the league with the first two games of the series. No, it was pretty boring. It was. So, yeah, you see, I'm for anything that gets it over with. I mean, I love hockey. I still want it to be over. And the best thing about soccer, well, many things. Oh, by the way, I have posted a video today on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. People always ask me why I love Liverpool Football Club. Well, the club put out a video that explains it. So never ask again. Just watch the video now on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. But what's great about soccer is it's a 90-minute game. You have a 50-minute halftime. On a typical English Saturday, the game starts at 3 p.m. At 4.50, you're leaving the stadium. Inside of two hours, you've been entertained by nonstop action, and it's over. I like it like that. I like more action in less time. That's why football. Who the frig wants to watch football ever again? I don't. Snap the ball. Two-yard run. Stand up. Huddle. Snap the ball. Incomplete pass. Huddle. 
snap the ball, three-yard run, punt. You know, just on and on, stop after stop. Not action after action, but stop after stop. And the ball's only actually in play and moving. Like, what, eight minutes out of the 60? F that. Who thought of that? That's ridiculous. Let's go to Brian in Wexford. Brian, you're on with Double F. What's up, Big M? Uh, big fan. What up? Hey, I apologize. I was listening to you yesterday, but we were able to call and comment. Were, oh, no, uh, we still got by okay doing the show. Go ahead. All right, well, I, uh, you were talking about line changes and some people that might, you know, would be good with uh, Sidney Crosby. Why Why wasn't Hagelin ever brought into the conversation? He seems to be pretty quick. Well, he's fast, but, but don't he... you think Gensel's a good fit with Crosby at left wing? Yeah, but I'm looking for a little more grit, and I think he's a little bit more... Sid, Sid wants speed the, uh... and skill to give and go with Hagland does not fit the description. Thank you very much. Then again, neither does Rust. The speed part, yeah, the give and go part, no. The, the, the bottom line is Gensel's good at left wing with Sid. Very. Let's go to Jack in Monroeville. Jack, you're on with Mark. Hello, Jack. Are you there? Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, now that I know you're alive and didn't die while on hold. That's happened several times on this show, Jack. But you can't prove I'm responsible. Go ahead. All right, so I had a different question, but since you were talking about Liverpool football... football No, we're not going to talk about that. Go back to your original question. Oh, all right, all right. Back, we're just hanging up on you. Bye. Why do people always have to preface... Well, you know, I was just talking to my mom. Shut up. You know, me and the guys down at, shut up. Just spit it out. Probably should have used that phrase and mom in the same. Sorry, Mrs. R. Damn it. The family R is just a dismal failure so far. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Don't forget tonight. We're at Chipino in the Strip to watch the Penguin game. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's a great place. That that Super Genius Burger is unbelievable. Unreal. And I'll be giving away tickets to game five on Friday. So you got to stop down to Chipino to win. And you got to stop down to Chipino just to watch the game with me, Mark Madden, the Super Genius. In just a moment, I'm going to talk about why the Penguins are equipped to handle the Hornquist injury and the Flyers aren't equipped to handle the Couturier injury, and it's got very little to do with personnel. I'm Mark Madden, 105.90X.